Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free Monday edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And we're not just here on Mondays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to a brand new week of The Ralph Report. It's a Monday. I know, nothing I can do about that, but we can try to make your Monday a little bit better with a brand new episode of The Ralph Report for a Monday, January 7th. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting Mere feet, hell, I'd say inches, inches away from me here in the Batcave is your vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. And before we get the show started, I do want to say, well, let me just play this. Oh, God, man. Right? No. Right. Once again, underdogs in the playoffs, and yet through the magic of God's will. Nick Foles' will. Big dick Nick. And the rest of the Philadelphia Eagles were able to overcome what was expected to be a, uh, a trouncing by the powerful Chicago Bears. Well, it wasn't a tr- it was supposed to be a trouncing. They, they were favored by like a touchdown, the Bears were. Still, people think that's pretty even match. The uh, unexpected <laughs> I wasn't shocked. playoff run continues, and uh, it's, it's good. It's good to be alive. That's all I'm saying. Makes Monday a little bit easier when... You're wearing the midnight green as a sign of victory. And I'm not going to go on and on about it, but... You are. You are going <laughs> I on. I am already You've already played the song in its entirety. It. I know. What look? What's, what's a fella to do, for it's, God's sake? Soak it in. <laughs> all right. Let's it's the see. last time. Let's see what's going on. First of all... Oh, never mind. I was going to talk about that... Uh, that Cowboy Seahawks game. Uh, well, it was just awful football, wasn't it? It was awful just hard to watch. Officiating, awful football. Yeah. But uh just terrible. Doesn't matter because the Eagles are still flying, and that's that's <laughs> unexpected joy on my part. All right, let's take a look at what's coming up on today's show. We will be hearing today for the first time in twenty nineteen from Mr. Banks Lee. He, of course, is my pal from Attractions magazine. He's got the inside scoop on all the stuff that's going on with theme parks around the world. Some interesting updates. Especially over there in Anaheim, California, by the way. Yeah, was, have you seen the aerial photos? I've well, I've been to Disneyland and last year. I've seen you could see the stuff in the park. If you're in the parking garage, you can kind of look over and see like the ad-ats and stuff. Yeah. So you can kind of see what's happening over have there. Have you seen the aerial photo of the Millennium Falcon I completed? Haven't. I haven't. It's kind of nuts. I'm so excited. To see an actual Millennium it's, Falcon just parked there in Anaheim, the summer, California. Right? Uh, Open the, to summer, right? The rumor has it June of 2019. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. So. We'll never be able to get in there, but I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about that with Banksley in just a moment. Also, I did want to reach out to the Garmy. I felt so bad about this over the holidays. I got several emails from folks who said, we really want to buy some merchandise featuring that new image, the one that won the Merchtober competition. Oh, really? And I didn't realize, here's the problem. When you're, when you're a small mom and pop organization like the Ralph Report is, sometimes shit falls through the cracks. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You think you're, you're solid and then you turn out, turns out someone has to give you the heads up, hey, things aren't working the way they're supposed to. So apparently the image did get loaded onto our T Public site. Those are the folks who put all the merchandise together for us. However, it wasn't updated on the actual theralphreport.com site. So when you uh, click on merchandise, a lot of people weren't seeing the new uh, Ralph Sinatra image, just the old ones. Image, yeah. the old ones. So we have fixed that, and if you like that image that uh, from Wes that, that, that won the competition and you wanted to get some merch, now if you click on the merchandise tab at the top of the theralphreport.com, it'll take you right to Public, and you can get your stuff. So we fixed that for you. Speaking of you guys, the Garmy, you know this show is uh, runs largely, the fuel of this show is largely your input, whether you email me at ralph at theralphreport.com or eddie pence at eddie at the Ralph Report.com, or if you leave your voicemails on the Ralph Report hotline, 1 833. Hi, Ralph. <laughs> struggled to get out. <laughs> joking here. Um, that's the number to call, and today we got some good ones. Let's hear from the Garmy. They're on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. 
On Friday's show, I was talking about the fact that social media can be hard. We were talking about Will Poulter, young actor who was in the most recent episode of Black Mirror that was getting a lot of attention. He was in The Maze Runner. He's backed off of Twitter because of the uh, shit he's been taking from people. Doesn't want to deal with it anymore. And I happen to mention, on Patriot.com, when you unsubscribe from a podcast like mine, you're able to fill out what they call an exit survey. Lambaste you before you Why are you leaving the show? Because of that asshole whose name's in the title is mostly the answer. Um, anyway, a lot of people reached out about that, and here was one phone call. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. It's Liz here. I just heard the part of the show where you talked about those exit surveys, and it broke my fucking heart. I love the two of you so much. I love Steve Ashton. I think the show is amazing. I've been a subscriber since the beginning, and there's been some hiccups and changes, and otherwise, it's just been wonderful, and it breaks my heart that anyone would say anything horrible to the two of you, and to Steve. I love him, too. So I just want to give big bubble bath sudsy hugs to both of you um, and Steve, all three of you, because you're awesome, and I love you guys, and you make my day awesome. So fuck the haters. You guys rule. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Liz. You're very kind. That's very kind. Thanks for these uh, sudsy bubble, bubble bath, bath hugs. hugs. Although the idea of me and Pence and Steve Ashton in the same <laughs> bubble bath does not bring me any joy. I think we found a Christmas card cover for next year. <laughs> Here's what I think I need to do, though. A lot of people said, what did they say? What did they say? What did they say? I think maybe I need to rip off my buddy Jimmy Kimmel and do like a mean tweets type segment, perhaps this week. That would be interesting. Well, we'll break out some of the mean (laughs) exit surveys and read the horrible shit people wrote about I think we should. I think you take the power away from them if you own it, right? If you say it out loud. I remember when uh, uh, Kevin Smith and I did a film called Yoga Hosers together, and we went to Sundance with it, and the trashing that we got from the critics at Sundance (laughs) and then after the fact was so brutal that we did a special Hollywood Babylon where we just read the reviews... And we just rolled around in the mire that was the hatred. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. So I think we're going to read some of those exit surveys this week, and we're going to get it out of our system, and then uh, we can all move forward. Hard to believe, Eddie. This is the third show of 2019, and we've been wrong a bunch already. I, I've, I've nailed, I've nailed well, a couple. I don't even get into the straw conversation because we'll be I here all day. I still stand by that statement. But on Friday's show, it was Braille Day. It was National Braille yeah. Day. Yeah. And we threw around some facts about (laughs) Braille, and then we didn't even stop there. But uh, to our credit, when it came to Braille... We said we didn't know whether it was no, a universal yeah. I just like, language. Is it? Or not. And you said, I don't know. I'm like, I don't that know was either. the question yeah. we put out there. And for once, we didn't jump to any conclusions. No. We just left it hanging. For those who didn't hear Friday's show, here is how it went. Is Braille universal for everyone who's blind, or do they have it in different languages? Like, I don't know. Is it in different languages? That's an excellent question. It is an excellent question. And we just left it there. And. In all fairness, we should have put the show on hold and looked have. it up and, and <laughs> come up with But we already held for the straws. I so know. There was a lot of holding. <laughs> it turns out a lot of people knew more about it than we did. There was a ton of people who reached That's out and shocking. said, Braille is not a universal language. Yeah. There is Braille for each individual language. And when you think about it, it makes sense. that makes a lot makes more a lot sense, sense than thinking that Braille is universal. I, in my defense, I rarely think before I speak. That is so. absolutely... I think obvious to everyone <laughs> who is. listens to this show. But I didn't know the answer either. I should have said, well, that doesn't make any sense because if you're, if right. you're reading Spanish, you Would wouldn't you be, be Spanish? reading it in American Braille. Again, I've dumbed you down. I apologize. So we got a lot of people who <laughs> volunteered the information saying, no, dumbasses. Uh, Braille is not a universal language. In fact, it's not a language at all. It's just a tool to help people who are blind read in their native language, whatever that may be. But good on us, because we didn't stop at Braille. No. No, we were were dumb enough to to jump disabilities. We went from from vision impaired to hearing impaired, and here's where we really sunk ourselves. The sign language is universal, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. cause I end it with right, and then you feel compelled to agree with me. Sign language is universal. Yeah, yeah, sure it is, he said stupidly. Um, well. Uh, I honestly thought 
sign language is universal. Did you really? I really did. I honestly I didn't did. even I thought stop it was based to on think signs. about it. Had I not, stopped to think about not it. Not language. But, you know, they everybody has different fra- uh, phrases and, and words for different meanings, right. right? Right. I mean, so it doesn't make any sense that American Sign Language, by the way, is the name of it. American Sign Language <laughs> well, is what's know, used here in America. Had I known that was the ASL. name of it, I wouldn't have made that statement. We got a bunch of phone calls here as well. <laughs> Hey, Ralph, it's Sam. Uh, I am so sorry. I was listening to the Ralph report, and I just wanted to let you guys know, ASL is not universal. Um, It's American Sign Language. There is a French Sign Language. Mm -hmm. There's Sign Language all over the world. American Sign Language is the most common, though, and uh, it is usually the one that's spread the most because we have the Deaf University Gallaudet in Washington, D.C. So just a heads up. Okay, guys, love you, mean it. Bye. So it's pretty common, much like English is a common language, right. I guess, around the world. Yeah. But I did a little research. There's out there's British sign language. There's, there's about 300 different sign languages. Man. Even within countries, you'll have different dialects of sign language, the way you have different accents in right. different parts of the country. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not the proper response to what Sorry. you said. That's, Sorry. No, it's my bad. Because, I, I, again, I could have stopped the show. I could have <laughs> thrown it in reverse. I could have left the transmission there on the freeway. We could have gone on hold and you, found out the facts. You are driving. I so am. No, you it's are absolutely. The buck stops here. I'm just the drunk passenger. I take full responsibility <laughs> for what's going on. Uh, speaking of driving and passengers, let's not go any further before I forget to talk about your new show that debuted. Oh, today. yeah. Uh, today, actually. Today, right? uh, it's called Drive. It's, uh, I believe, we're premiering on YouTube. Um, I'll tweet out a bunch of links and stuff. I'll put a link on the Patreon page as well. It's a little mini, mini uh, web series. It's, we're dropping a new episode every Monday. From here until the end of February. There you go. So if you want to watch your vice host, Eddie Pence, act his ass off, you can see Drive. D-R-I-V is how it's yeah. spelled because it's sort of a it's a fake ride sharing yeah, service it's like, an like Uber. Uber we, we try to think of a different name right? for it. But yeah. it's, uh, it's a little weird. It's a little creepy. It's a little dark. It's not uh, your normal chuckles <laughs> on a web series. That's it's, all right. uh, it's a little different. You got range, man. That's a little all that different. matters. So, but thank you. No, thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you. No, I should have stopped there. I should have said, you're welcome. Again, you're driving. Again, I don't know. I'm driving. My I'm... bad. More conversation, by the way, about something we talked about on Thursday, which is how people watch their porn. People yes. are still talking about that. We, I guess now that I'm getting all these phone calls, I shouldn't be surprised, but I was a little shocked by almost 80% of the survey respondents on Pornhub saying they watch their porn on their phone. It just, it still seemed to me not the ideal way to digest porn. It seems like the last resort way to watch porn. I would very imagine. wrong. Most people watch it that way, and a lot of people are very defensive about why they watch it that way. <laughs> this young lady had something to say about it. Hi, Ralph. I was just listening to your Friday show and hear you talk about why people watch porn on their phones. I watch porn on my phone because I watch it in bed before I'm about to go to sleep. So it seems like the easiest and most convenient way to watch it. And about the guy that watches porn in the shower, you can get shower curtains that put your phone in them. What? Like have pockets, waterproof pockets. So he might want to think about that. Thanks. Have a good one. Love you. Mean it. Bye. All right. Two, two points on this phone call. Number one is. I can hear girls talk about how they watch porn oh, all day can, long. Any way you ingest porn, it's I'm the fine. best. It, hearing women talk about watching porn is just so yeah. awesome. As a guy, there's nothing you like better than hear a woman talk about how much she likes porn. That's so much fun. Secondly, we don't need to encourage this guy. No. I think he's already got his uh, his system in place. <laughs> so much so, you're going to find this hard to believe. And this is the guy who called in and was in explicit detail tried to explain to us how he watches porn. He in wraps the shower. his phone in the shower curtain. It went on to intricate detail, and we still had questions. Well, you'll be happy to know he called back to actually refine (laughs) his shower time porn habits so we can actually really understand what's going on. And it's so much worse than we imagined initially. We thought he was standing up, wrapping the phone around the shower curtain. Oh, no, no, He's no. He's not standing up? Oh, Eddie, wait till you hear how this guy (laughs) actually digests his porn in the shower. Hi, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. I called the other day, um, and uh, I just heard that you played my uh, recording, and I was the—I am the one that uh, uh, uses the watches porn in the shower. Right. So, to clarify, mm-hmm. uh, I I use earbuds, so I only have 
one in. One of your buds. Uh, we have a shower curtain. Right. So I turn the shower on and lay down in the bathtub part. Yeah, he lays so down in the So that my, my head is resting against the wall on the opposite end of the shower head. Oh, yeah, the spigot's there. Okay. You can't right. do it, yeah. I pull the shower curtain Listen, so the water doesn't hit the phone or my face, but my nethers are being, uh, you know, washed away. So once my business is done, everything goes right down the drain. I, you know, what? I do the washing bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm good for the rest of the evening. Uh, so that, that is some clarification on the how. Yeah. Um, Hope you're having a great year so far. I am. Thanks to this <laughs> call. Now. I have got more information about this guy's <laughs> masturbation habits than I do on my own. I have a visual I did not want in my head. So what he's doing, to recap, is he takes the shower curtain and he pulls it between the shower and his upper torso. So, so it's, it's kind of laying across his waist, It's sort basically. of like if, you've, if a, a woman having a C-section has... <laughs> Has a, yes. a barrier between her head and what's happening down there. Right. Like a surgical curtain between his penis and his face so he can watch the porn on the phone with the earbuds in relatively dry and the shower is just hitting the bottom half of his body. And he can pretend it's someone else's hand because he can't see what's happening down there. Uh, and he's right? lying down in the tub with the shower. The whole thing. Are the legs up on the edge of the sh- on the tub? Don't ask. Or his he'll legs call spread. back. <laughs> And then we'll get more information about how this guy spanks it in and the what's shower. what's he lubing with? Would you Just please? Water? That's Just gonna let be- it go, Eddie. <laughs> Sir, thank you so much for your explicit <laughs> mental picture that you've painted for all of us about what you're doing in the Love shower. Love that he has to have audio. <laughs> and I think we, we all understand it now. And let's just, let's just say, call it a day. One last phone call from the Garmy. This young lady has a food-related problem, Eddie, and she thought oh. we could be of some help. I doubt it. I will be interested to hear our responses separately about the problem that she is presenting here with her boyfriend. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. I need your help with a food issue, and I think you guys are experts on this topic because, Eddie, you have weird eating habits, and yes. Ralph, you let him know about it. Yes. <laughs> so my boyfriend loves orange juice. It's his favorite drink. And he drinks it all the time. Mm -hmm. And the other day, I made brownies, and he started eating them. And instead of getting a cup of milk, he got a cup of orange juice. And he was drinking orange juice while eating the brownies. Mm. It was so gross. I can't believe it. I almost broke up with him right there because that's just disgusting. (laughs) And I wanted to know, what do you think? Am I wrong or is he wrong? Because I think that was probably the grossest thing I've ever seen. Okay, can you please let me know? Give me your opinion. Love you. Mean it. LMB. Lick my brownies. Bye. <laughs> Lick, her brownies. Lick her brownies. Washing brownies down with orange juice. Uh. Just her describing it made my mouth water. Put my teeth on edge. The concept of washing chocolate brownies down with orange juice yeah. puts my mouth in gear. Yeah, I couldn't. Am I alone in no, this? No, you are not alone. That's, That's not a combo, mm-hmm. no, right? I mean, you don't want to mix those two. I, mean, I know they have chocolate-covered oranges. I understand that, And too. there's citrus with chocolate. I People know like there's fruit and chocolate combinations that exist that in seems, the world. That seems rough. But a brownie washed down with orange juice? That seems really rough. That sounds repulsive yeah, to me. I don't, and I have a fairly <laughs> wide range of taste acceptance. No, break up with him. Definitely. That's wrong. <laughs> That's really wrong. And I don't, I don't blame him for loving orange juice. That's fine. But there's some times where milk is, is called milk for. Milk is called for. Even, yeah, I mean, if, if there's nothing else to drink, maybe just water. Just wash it down. <laughs> orange juice is the orange worst. Juice I can to... see a Coke or something even before orange juice. Uh, yeah, orange juice that, mm-mm. Yeah. No. Now, honey, you should have broken up with him is yeah, what we're saying. Definitely. You're absolutely right. So play him this. <laughs> that was your exit. <laughs> as you're walking out the door, just play this <laughs> in his earbuds while he's lying down in the shower with the curtain between himself and his penis. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you two are, are a couple. I don't know. Anyway, that's the calls at the Ralph Report Heartline. You can call me anytime. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at 1-833-Ralph. All right, let's kick the week off by taking a look at the big calendar here that hangs in the Batcave. And look at what holidays are celebrated on this day, January 7th. Not all the holidays are good ones, however. So we will be the arbiters of good holidays when it comes to what's celebrated today. We either will say it's a holiday or we'll say it's a holiday. 
And our ruling is final. It's not to get that. <laughs> There's no debate. We are the holiday no judges. Debate. It's a segment we call Holiday or Holiday. And, uh, you know, over the uh, holiday break, I played the original Raw yes. John Cooperman Holiday or Holiday. I think we all song. forgot about it. Uh, without the musical backing, and a lot of people suggesting we need to reintroduce that. Mm, do we? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Maybe. But uh, for now, <laughs> here's our intro to Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. All right. Today's first holiday is National Thank God It's Monday Day. Why? No, Why no. would you do that? I hate these days that try to take something really shitty that's universally shitty, and we all know it is, and then like, oh, let's be ironic and celebrate it and give it a holiday. No, that's some no. bullshit. Deal with your anger and just let it out. It's awful. Mondays blow, and we know they blow, and there's nothing we can do about it, and we all need to accept it and move on. Let's not try to tart it up by giving it a holiday, especially stealing one from Friday, by the way. Yeah. Thank, thank God, God it's Friday. It was the original. Now, thank God it's Monday. is supposed to be celebrated. It says, think about all the good things that happen on Mondays. What? Start off your week with energy, enthusiasm, enthusiasm and excitement for all the things to come. No. Of work? No. Do you have to do all week? It's the worst. It's, we've all had a good weekend, and now we have to do, most of us have to do, what we'd rather not be doing. Well, now, been... I'm lucky. I get to do this. This is, I don't mind doing no, this. this is fun. This is fun. I'm, I am a lucky man. My job is fun. But most people go to a job they don't like or, or have to deal with something they don't want to deal with on a Monday morning, and it's, yeah. it's hard. And let's just let it be hard, and we, we all accept it. The only good thing about a Monday is there's only one of them. Right. So, <laughs> no. Uh, it's also, I'm not going to take it anymore day. <laughs> that sounds like a Monday. That's more Monday, right? <laughs> but this is another bullshit holiday. It says, uh, arrive late for work by putting yourself first. What? <laughs> When you're fired, then you're, <laughs> you can blame the I'm not going to take it anymore day people who organize this holiday. Spend some time buying yourself a present when you should be at the office or the factory. Don't open any letters that look suspiciously like bills. If you've always been cheerful and polite to people, let people know how you really feel. Be grumpy and non-communicative all day. So I don't I don't understand the so, purpose behind this holiday this, at all. Is this sponsored by like a collection agency? Like who? <laughs> Nothing Ooh. good can come from celebrating that day. No. So what I'm saying you is. Have respons no. Responsibilities. It's also rock day. Wait, like not the rock. Not the rock. <laughs> not do you smell what he's cooking. No, it's just rock. Not rock and roll. Not that kind of rock either. It's just rock day. Just, just any like rock. A rock. Celebrate rocks. Today's a good day when young children are encouraged to go out and discover their first pet rock. Oh, no. You can, you can celebrate this day by painting and decorating the faces of rocks, mm -mm. gathering together attractive pebbles and stones to make inexpensive and original pieces of jewelry. Perhaps start your... <laughs> Who's wearing rocks? What? <laughs> Here, honey, I got you this rock pendant. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, you can also spend your time building a rock garden. Some towns and villages around the world hold competitions on this day to find the best decorated rock garden outside mm. homes. That seems like you've run out of things to celebrate once you look around and say, hey, let's celebrate let's, these things that have been laying on the ground for millions of years. Rock what jewelry. do you say? Wow, this is a shitty That's day a for holidays. Shitty, shitty day. Now we're getting to some real holidays. Today Finally. is National Bobblehead Day. Okay. I got to love bobbleheads. I own a couple bobbleheads. I got a lot of Batman and Robin bobbleheads. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Um, the bobblehead, I did not know this. It's celebrated on this day every year. It uh, The bobblehead is over 150 years old. Did you is know it? That? Yeah. Wow. During the 17th century, figures of Buddha and other religious figures were called temple nodders, and they were produced in Asia. So it was like the Buddha sitting there, you know, uh, with his big belly bouncing and his, his head. head bouncing around. I was introduced yeah. to bobbleheads through, I think, baseball. I think baseball that was is the, a long. That was the original bobblehead to me. Um, the first written reference to bobblehead is from a short story from 1842 oh. that references somebody's head looks like looked like a bobblehead. <laughs> they didn't say bobblehead, but they said it looked like one of those dolls that you the, gave me a bobblehead one time. Did I? Yeah. After a Hollywood, Hollywood Babylon show, you had a bunch of crap left over, and you threw me a Han Solo one. You hear, you want that? And you just threw it. 
Oh, so it's well, still it's still in my room. I well, that's a pretty nice thing. Then I, I appreciate think. it's a treasured possession. You, just, of mine. you threw it at me. Well, like you did it toss awful. it at me. Like here, you want this? Did you catch it? I did catch then it. Then everybody wins. <laughs> uh, the very first mass-produced bobblehead in America was in the 1920s. It was a New York Knicks basketball player bobblehead. So believe it or not, the NBA was the first sports created bobble? a sports bobblehead before baseball. But you're huh. right. In the 60s, it kind of blew up. Major League Baseball teamed up with the bobblehead in the 60s, and they started putting together uh, a lot of different players, which all have the same face, by the way, yeah, which I always thought was same. funny. <laughs> but like Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Willie Mays, different uh, uniforms. And ever since then, uh, bobbleheads have been a collectible item. Now, I thought it was interesting. The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame will be opening this year. That's happening later in 2019 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It will house the world's largest collection of bobbleheads, including a Hall of Fame section Jeez. of bobbleheads. You know, I heard one of the most um, popular and valuable bobbleheads are beetle bobbleheads. They oh, made, really? They made a collection of four beetle bobbleheads at, at the height of Beetlemania in 1964, and apparently those are very valuable. Wow. That'll be there. Anyway, if you're interested, and why wouldn't you be? Bobbleheadhall.com is the website. If you want to check it out for yourself, and if you plan a trip to Milwaukee, you can uh, check so, out the bobblehead. And those pop museum. figures have like taken over the industry. Well, that too. Funko, Funko Pop is like taken Funko over. Funko started as a bobblehead company. Oh, it did? Yeah. In fact, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure if I am, you will correct me. <laughs> we'll let you know. Garmy. But I believe Funko's first bobblehead was a recreation of the Bob's Big Boy bobblehead that was oh, really? available back in the day. They did a replica of that, was and they that? started selling them at Big Boy and did pretty well, and that was the, the birth of the Funko was toy company. Was that the same design with those, like, those big round eyes, or did they actually try to make like an, an actual-looking Bob's Big Boy, and then now Pop seems to be this weird square head with these black yeah, eyes? Yeah, the Pop is a, is a different. Yeah. It's a sort of a, uh, a, an after. Right, right. Afterthought. That's the second line that okay, they created. Okay. But it was a, it looked just like the original gotcha, Bob's gotcha, Big gotcha, Boy gotcha. bobblehead from the 50s or 60s, I guess. So, anyway. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going uh, to let that stand. Bobblehead day, yeah. And you know, I always say the food-related holidays for last mm. because people love to wager on whether Eddie Pence will eat something or not. And today is no different. So place your wagers, please. As we celebrate National Tempura Day. National Tempura Day, the delicious Japanese dish of either seafood or vegetables that are battered and deep fried. Today is National Tempura Day. No more bets. No more bets, please. Eddie Pence, will you or will you not eat tempura? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I do eat tempura. The audience is having a great day today. <laughs> well, it's just fried food. Right? Yeah, but it's, it's just fried. But it's got that special batter on there. Yeah, and it's good. Tempura shrimp is good. Tempura yeah. vegetables are good. Wow, look at you. <laughs> well, if you bet yes, Eddie Pence would eat tempura, congratulations. Come by and collect your winnings. All grown's up. Go to the cashier's cage. <laughs> congratulations. There's a reason to celebrate a Monday. Maybe they're right after all. Thank God it's Monday. And that is today's holidays or holidays. <laughs> All right, it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Once again, on Mondays, we take a look at the box office receipts to see what people went to see in theaters over the weekend. And congratulations to Aquaman for the third week in a row. Aquaman is the number one film in North America, nearing $1 billion Jeez. globally. That's crazy. This weekend, it made an additional $30 million at the box office, keeping it at the top of the box office list. Number two was Escape Room, that movie we talked about oh, last yeah. week. Did very well for itself, made $18 million, came in at number two. Mary Poppins Returns was third with $15.7 million. Then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse made $13 million. That was good enough to make it number four. Bumblebee. At number five, The Mule was six. Vice was number seven. Second Act was eighth. Ralph Breaks the Internet was number nine. And Holmes and Watson came in at number 10 with just $3.4 million. Mm. I got to tell you, I think people are getting a little nervous about Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. They spent a lot of money to make those movies. They're trying to recapture the magic you know, by teaming them up with John C. Riley again. And uh, yeah. last week, I think it came out at Christmas. So last week, it was number seven, and now it's dropped. It to opened 10. at zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think oh, did it, it, really? it climbed up to seven percent. I have point. not seen it. Will's a friend. I think he's very funny. I love those two guys together. 
I probably will still see this. I saw movie. it. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did see it. <laughs> and there was there's legitimate funny moments, and there's oh, legitimate boy. like that's the worst thing to say about a comedy. I know, but then there's it moments had where funny just, moments. But then there's moments where he's like, "Why'd you do that?" Really? Uh, just not, ah. But John C. Riley, if you haven't seen it, go see Stan and Ollie. Oh yeah, that I heard movie about that. Is amazing, and he is so good. And him and Coogan are so Steve good. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley starring as the legendary comedy team of Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. I've heard good things. about I could that. watch them make a Laurel and Hardy movie where they just do actually do like they play like like, Laurel, re, like, like recreate a Laurel and Hardy movie. Reboot it. Yeah, I think it would be amazing. Oh, they are so good out. in that movie. That's good to hear. Uh, last night, of course, was the Golden Globes. I'm not a fan of the Golden Globes. <sighs> I think, and I've said this before, second only to the People's Choice Awards, I think the Golden Globes are just bullshit. And here's why. Because it's well known, it's well documented that you can buy yourself a Golden Globe. And there's only, I think, like 50 people who vote on this thing. Oh, so it's easy. It's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So these are the people sent to cover Hollywood from different news outlets from all over the world. I think there's literally 50, 60, maybe 70 of them. And it's well documented that if you wine them and dine them and buy them gifts and take them out to dinner, if you schmooze them, you can get the award. Yeah. And what's the point in that then? I How think do you... People just want the nomination and then it, it means something to the general public. Well, it's a great to sales tool, right? Yeah. You can slap it on the ad for your movie exactly. or whatever saying Golden Globe nominee or Golden Globe And winner. then it helps for Oscar. I would imagine, yeah, down the line. So I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, I know some people are. We do an entertainment news show here, so I'd be remiss if I didn't at least talk about who won last night. So uh, here are last night's winners from the Golden Globes, right? Now, keep in mind, this is just a recap of the major awards. Uh, They do have awards for both television and film, and I don't want to go on too long, but the best performance by an actress in a television series, musical, or comedy That went to Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel over there on Amazon. Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. See what I'm talking about? Best television series, musical, or comedy. That went to The Kaminsky Method from Netflix. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama. That went to Sandra Oh for Killing Eve on BBC America. Best performance by an actor in a television series drama. Richard Madden. For Bodyguard, Best Television Series Drama went to the Americans over there on FX. The only supporting acting categories they have are for motion pictures, and that's for any motion picture, either drama, comedy, or musical. Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture went to Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Best Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, Rami Malek for his work as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Glenn Close for The Wife. Best Motion Picture Drama, Bohemian Rhapsody, Beat Out, Star is Born. That was a surprise. Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy was Olivia Colman for The Favorite. Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Christian Bale for Vice. Can't wait to see that. Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy was The Green Book. And then the category I really cared about, Best Motion Picture Animated, That went to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was pretty cool. So there you go. Those are your major awards from last night's Golden Globes. Speaking of the Golden Globes, I didn't know this, but talk about where the money is. Did you know that if you're an actress who is a nominee for the Golden Globes, you can make somewhere in the neighborhood of $200,000 just by walking on the red carpet? Really? Yes. Because the people who design clothes and handbags and makeup they make deals with these actresses before the golden globe nominations are even announced they start to get a, a vibe on who's going to be nominated and they will cut product endorsement deals with these actresses so you can get fifty thousand dollars for wearing some jewelry another fifty thousand dollars for a certain clutch or handbag you're going to carry a, a designer for a gown might give you a hundred thousand dollars to wear their dress and just by walking down a red carpet, you can make anywhere between fifty to $200,000. How do we get in the show business? Right? How do we become women <laughs> in show business who are popular, <laughs> who win awards? Here's the thing. When they talked about it with the uh, people who broker these deals, 
they said, like I mentioned, they start negotiating before the nominations are even announced. Yeah. So sometimes they'll take a bath. They'll think, oh, well, this person will be nominated, and, and they aren't. But this deal has already they been still made. Cut the check. And then sometimes on the other side, they do very well for themselves if somebody wins, and their picture is everywhere, and they're talking to every news outlet, and they say, who are you wearing? And they, it's just great publicity. But that, that endorsement money is cheaper than them trying to shoot a commercial or something. Or, I would or suppose, a photo right? ad When for you that, think about yeah. it, it's money well spent. It's well, way cheaper and gets way more exposure. But I was blown away by that number, 200 grand, just to show up at an award ceremony and walk down the red carpet. Damn. That's, Damn. that's good living right there. Damn. I guess guys don't really have that They wear suits. Yeah, maybe you can make a tux deal. Do you think anyone's spending $200,000 on you to wear a tux? Because most guys are wearing like one of three designers. It's either Tom Ford or Valentino, or I'm obviously showing my (laughs) lack of knowledge when it comes to men's fashion. (laughs) I'd rent my tux down the street, so it wouldn't matter. Or Gregory's Tux Rental on Magnolia. (laughs) Uh, He's probably not on the list, but I don't know. I was just blown away by that. Hey, Eddie, you'll be happy to hear that Cardi B and Offset are back together again. Oh, thank God. I know she's your favorite rapper. Uh, Cardigan Backyardigan is her real name, of course. Uh, She and her (laughs) husband, Offset, are back together again. You know, they split up over uh, towards the end of last year. People were talking fuck shit. People talking fuck shit. They were doing (laughs) fuck shit. I don't want people to just keep doing fuck shit, saying fuck shit. And then he showed up on stage, remember? And she was all oh, pissed Oh, that's off. right, during the concert, which well, seemed really kind of staged. It sure seemed fake. Well, turns out they're still they're still together, mm. and somehow they've managed to patch up their relationship. Way to stay in the news, guys. <laughs> Way to stay in the news. <laughs> they're no dummies. Uh, Cardi was quoted as saying last year after their breakup, in quotes, that she did miss his penis. Oh, my God. So maybe that's why they got back to I mean, honestly, entertainment has become professional wrestling. It, you're absolutely right. It's all made-up stories to stay relevant. Yes, you're absolutely That's all entertainment right. has become. We have crossed the line. Politics, by the way, has also become K- professional yeah, wrestling. Everything is kayfabe now. Everything. Everything is professional wrestling. It's unbelievable. Maybe I should go back and listen to that special you, you did should. with learn Steve Ashton. I can learn how to navigate through the world a little bit better. And here's somebody who's genuine. She's not... K-Fade. K-Fabe. I'm sorry. K-Fabe. K-Fabe. What's K-Fabe again? It's a, it's a fake storyline that you pretend is so real. It's like a fable. So it's Fabe a, is yes. short for fable. I, maybe. I don't know. I'm a wrestling fan. I don't know. I know what K-Fabe is. But you don't know what it stands for. Okay, fable? <laughs> K-Fabe. It's K-Fabe. It means... I'm not doing this again. I'm not answering the emails. I'm not listening to the voicemails. <laughs> We're going to put you on hold. We're going to find out what K-Fabe means. We'll be right back. Remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. And we're back. And we're not any smarter than when we left. <laughs> we have some vague idea now. Apparently nobody really knows the true origin, origin of, the, yeah. of kayfabe. But they think it goes back to Carney days when they were trying to pull something over on the uh, the slack-jawed yokels who yeah. were there at the carnival. Like the bearded woman. They would use pig <laughs> Latin. Like pig Latin. And it was kind of a ache fay. Kayfabe kind of became a derivation of uh, that. It's like yeah, a beef, backwards pig Latin reference fake. to be fake. Yeah. Some some bullshit they would put on for the the suckers there at the carnival. So that's where kayfabe yeah. comes. And it's from. used in wrestling. It got adopted by the wrestling. It's industry. used in wrestling. So there you go. And now everywhere. Now we know kayfabe is life. <laughs> that's our new T-shirt. Anyway, who's not kayfabe? Was how this whole thing started. Is Adele. I love her. She's a genuine person, and she's enormously talented. And especially in music these days. And boy, I sound like the old man on his front lawn shaking his fist. <laughs> but you kids today don't know real talent. But Adele, she's got the pipes and she can sell a song and yeah. she's powerful and she's one of my favorite artists. I'm not necessarily even a fan of that kind of music, big ballads and stuff. But you'd have to be a fool not to recognize what a talent she is. Yeah. Another reason I like her, she doesn't seem to be driven that much by the desperate need for love or the desperate need for money. Not that she is lacking for either. Or attention. Right. She's not an attention whore. Which blew me away because it looks like, now she hasn't come out and said it, but all indicators are that she is going to quit touring forever because she doesn't like it. How great is that? That's nice. For an artist to say, well, that's the thing too. It's like on her last tour, I believe she grossed $180 million. No, you don't get to keep all that. No. That's not the net. You got to pay a lot of people. Maybe maybe you only get half of that money. Oh, of course. Maybe she's down to like 90, 90 million at the oh. end of that tour. You might have to do one or two shows a year. How is she going to survive? <laughs> so obviously she doesn't need the money. 
But a lot of people, by the way, have made a lot of money on tours, and they, they're still out there grinding yeah. away. Look at goddamn Mick Jagger, for God's <laughs> sakes. How desperate for attention is that Looking old man? Great white. <laughs> so she said she hates it, and she likes being home, and she's got a kid, and maybe more than one. I don't know. She likes, she likes being at her house, and she said that she just doesn't want to do it anymore. She'll probably do a residency in Vegas in a couple years and make a trillion That's dollars. That's the way to go, yeah. isn't it? If you Have can, them come to you. Yeah. Anyway, she has dissolved her touring company. It's a company called Remedy Touring LLP. That has been dissolved, which is the indicator a lot of people are pointing to saying, well, it looks like she won't be back on the road again. Yeah. Which is a bitch for Adele fans, because I'm sure you'd love to see you her favorite see her singer live. live. Yeah. But she said she's still interested in recording records and things like that, so... Maybe she'll do that. Look, Streisand did it for decades. She stopped touring, yeah. and then later in life, she went back out and started doing she, selected shows. She could do a couple, so. yeah, a couple shows here and there. It's not a tour. Yeah, I guess the, I would imagine the grind of being on the road, and I've I've done it slightly. I did a uh, what they called a bus and truck tour of a show called The Real Life Brady Bunch back in the day, and yeah. we traveled all over the country on a literally on a tour bus, and we did the show every night in a different city and stuff like that. I was I was much younger then. Yeah, but at least you're with people. Like as a comic, I've been on the road for stretches of like three, four weeks at a time, just by yourself. Yeah, that's in a sucks. car driving from city to city. Yeah, that's, I suppose it's different when you're in a cast brutal. of something because you have brutal. a lot of fun with people. I was traveling with Davy Jones, the Monkeys. For oh, God's see, that's sake. cool. That was very fun. I'm traveling with nobody, <laughs> and I guess Adele travels really with no one other than handlers herself yeah. either. She's on stage by herself, so I guess it's a different energy. But it's also, I think, where you are in life. I yeah. mean, I had a blast because I had nothing. I was renting a place, so I was on the on a tour bus acting with a bunch of funny people, getting loaded every yeah, night. Twenties and thirties—that's amazing. That's fun. But I, I guess if you've got a kid, if you've got a family, and you want to stay at home and uh, you know do that—that's when I got off the road. When I had a kid, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And speaking of having a kid, Brian Dunkelman is firing back to TMZ. Do you remember Re- who yes, Brian Dunkelman? Yes, the original American Idol host. He was half of the hosting yeah. team of the first season of American Idol. It was Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman. Dunkelcrest. And Dunkelman quit at the end of the first season. Did he quit? I thought he was let go. No, the, he quit? the, the, the perception was that he was fired, but he walked oh. away because he wanted a serious acting career. Oh, good move. Excellent choice on his part. Smart move. Anyway, he's uh, barking back at TMZ because they unearthed some documentation. He's going through a bitter custody battle and divorce right now. And they got a hold of the legal paperwork, and his occupation on that paperwork is listed as Uber driver. He's driving an Uber these days. Uh-huh. And so TMZ outed him about that and kind of job shamed him, much like that guy from the Why Cosby show, remember? That? And so Dunkelman is firing back with the following tweet. I chose to stop doing stand-up comedy and started driving Uber so I could be there for my son as much as he needed after our life as we knew it was destroyed, he said. Man, that sounds like a bad divorce. That sounds real bad. But much like you said, having a kid changed his perspective and yeah. especially in the middle of a divorce you know i guess if you're leaving your kid with your wife and your marriage is solid it's okay to go off and do some dates and then come home but if if you're only getting custody of your kid half the time yeah. how can you afford to be gone half you can't, the time and in order to make money doing the road unless you're like a huge name you have to be on the road 40 weeks a year yeah uh so dunkelman now drives an uber and he said he's not embarrassed by it there's nothing nothing wrong with it he's doing it so he can spend time with his son, he said, print that, TMZ. And he said, <laughs> in a separate tweet, and I make over a grand on a good week, motherfuckers, he said. So, I, Why is TMZ shaming people about working? I don't know. Um, like, screw them. Everybody in this business, at one time or another, usually the majority of their careers, is doing something else to make a buck while they're trying to do the thing that they love. Anyone working to make money and pay their own way, why would you shame that? That's ridiculous. Wow. How do you start deciding what's a good job and what's yeah. a bad job? Work right? is work at this point. I got nothing but love for Uber drivers. That's a, Especially in this town, yeah. driving for a living in Los <laughs> Angeles, you couldn't pay me enough to no. do it. Oh. So I, I'm no Dunkelman fan. I think he's a bit of a fatuous bonehead. Well, yeah. Walk away from that gig he had for no um, reason. And every time you listen to him interviewed, he's very full of himself. Yes. But at the same time, that's the last thing anyone should be shaming anyone for is because they got a job, a legitimate job doing something. Yeah. Makes no sense. All right. And lastly, my favorite entertainment story probably of the week, I'm guessing. Maybe the month. Are you familiar with Xfinity? Xfinity? Comcast's yeah. Xfinity? Yeah. They're a cable company, as you know, massive cable company. 
And they have a brand new state-of-the-art voice remote control, the Xfinity X1 voice remote. This is where we are now. You don't even need to pick up a remote and flip around anymore. You just talk into the remote and it does it all for you. Alexa ruined everybody. It does, and it's it's the it's science fiction time now. It's Star Trek. You're just talking to the computer, and the computer's answering you. So this will do everything you want. You just speak your commands to the cable box. You can fast forward. You can pause. You can rewind. You can ask tough questions of it. Hey, what's the song on that soundtrack? It'll tell you. It'll do the research for you. It'll scour cable guides for specific movies and TV shows. It is the most amazing invention to hit television since color, they say. Really? However, wow. it's got one glitch. <laughs> what? It's been programmed not to accept dirty talk. You can't talk dirty to the remote Why? control. Why? Because it will not deal with that kind of talk, mister. Oh, my God. Because we're America, and we don't go in for that potty language. <laughs> so, <laughs> We're getting to, like, Fahrenheit 451 territory this now. This has been a problem for folks who are searching for oh. reruns of the Dick Van Dyke Show. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> it won't take Dick. It won't take Dick. It won't take Dyke. <laughs> They won't take Dyke either? No. Oh, People no. People are complaining when they try to find episodes of the Dick Van Dyke <laughs> show. <laughs> the, the remote response, sorry, I cannot <laughs> handle commands with that type of language. It responds to you. So if you're looking for Dick Van Dyke, you are screwed. Oh, my God. That made me laugh so That's hard. amazing. Xfinity responded, we want to provide our customers with a best-in-class voice control experience that is also safe and appropriate for every member of the family. So that's their explanation as to why they won't let you talk dirty to your remote control. Well, you can't watch anything with Dick. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Dick with Tracy? Dick Van Dyke? Moby Dick? Moby Dick? I don't know. Fun with Dick and Jane? Oh, I don't Dick know what's acceptable and what's not. But it made me laugh. Some poor bastard gets his new Xfinity all set up, and he's so pleased, and he wants to click on over to MeTV or wherever Dick Van Dyke's running. Dick Van Dyke show. You can't do it. Oh, man. That's awesome. Today's celebrity birthdays. Lauren Cohen of The Walking Dead is 37 years old today. Singer John Andrasic of Five for Fighting is 54 Five for Fighting, pretty good band. I believe they're Canadian. Why do I say shit? I don't know. Now? Why, you Why do I shit? do that? You did that one, not I me. I did. That's all my fault. That's a me. They may or may not be Canadian. <laughs> and Five for Fighting is a hockey term, and for some reason I just assumed they were Canadian It makes the most sense. Because you know how the Canadians love their hockey. They love their hockey? Yeah. All right. Now, God damn it. Hold. Please hold. We appreciate your business. Please continue to hold. And we're back. And sure enough, he's American. <laughs> Ralph is wrong. Born and raised here in Los Angeles. Larger than life. Five for fighting, though. It's a hockey team. Five for fighting. Maybe he's a Kings fan. My God, Maybe you turned into me for 30 is. seconds. No, here's the thing. You know what I didn't do? I go, no, he's Canadian, obviously, because five for fighting is a hockey term. And then just go move. I didn't move on. At least I had the wherewithal to source myself. Uh, <laughs> I checked myself before I wrecked myself. I know, you That's gave, the difference. You created a whole like meaning for five for fighting. Well, that's what it's for. Five for fighting is the is the. It's, it's obviously it's the major penalty for fighting in hockey, and so you know how the Canadians love their. You, hockey. you had to walk in my shoes for thirty seconds. It All was right. fun. Anyway, he's fifty-four years old today, and they had that song Superman that was a big hit. Oh yeah. We just last week talked about another band that it had crashed just on me. Right. <laughs> how many how many slow, sad songs are people writing about Superman? Superman's not sad. Has anyone read the comic? Ha By the way. Who has less problems than Superman? He's super. Does? One, he's got one problem: kryptonite. Right. One. Other than that, he's pretty damn super. He's in pretty good shape. Anyway, here's five for fighting that great band out of Canada. I can't stand to fly. I'm not that naive. I'm just out to find the better part of me. I'm more than a Some pretty face beside a train And it's not easy to be me Oh, spare me, Superman. God. Not easy to be you. Who the hell thinks? Superman doesn't have problems. Try be me for five yeah. minutes, <laughs> I'll Superman. trade you, Superman. Speaking of superheroes, <laughs> Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye himself from the Avengers, is 40, now. 48 years old today. Oh, yeah, he's coming in. He's Ronin. It's going to be awesome. He's 48 years old. 
Actress Erin Gray. Oh, did I love Oh, Buck Rogers. And Buck Rogers. Spoons. In the 25th century, she was Wilma Deering oh on that God. show. I had it for her, man. Silver Spoons, of course, as well, as you mentioned. Oh, Buck Rogers. God oh. damn it, I loved that show. That was a great show. And it had Pamela Hemsley on it, too. Yeah. She was like the bad girl on that show. Oh, she was smoking hot. Plus, you got Gil Gerard. You got Tweaky. Tweaky or Tweaky? Tweaky. It was Tweety. It's Tweaky. Okay, okay. Not yeah. Tweety. <laughs> Tweety was the yellow bird I know, I, that Sylvester was I trying know, to Tweety eat all bird. the time. I know. I concede. Tweaky. <laughs> I concede. was the robot. I concede. Gee, Buck. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Tweaky. Bit, 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 bit. Was it Tweety? Anyway, loved that show. <laughs> loved her. Happy birthday to Wilma Deering from Buck Rogers. Remember the beginning? Oh, Buck Rogers, where they would explain spinning. the yeah, whole story oh, to you? love that show. In 1987. Well, why, why listen to me when you listen to William Conrad? The year is 1987, and NASA launches the last of America's deep space probes. In a freak mishap, Ranger 3 and its pilot, Captain William Buck Rogers, are blown out of their trajectory into an orbit which freezes his life support systems and returns Buck Rogers to Earth. 500 years later. 500 years later. I had the toys and everything. I uh, love that show. Such a great show. And they put out a uh, theatrical version as well. With uh, the they same They edited cast? together a couple episodes from the first season, I think, and they released it as a movie. Because I remember going to theaters to see I don't the remember Buck that. Rogers. I was so And young, I had though. the Buck Rogers movie poster on my wall. Uh, so I know for sure that was the real Always thing. wanted that gun. Oh, such great toys. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, TV anchor Katie Couric also celebrates her birthday today. She is 62 years old. Actor David Caruso is celebrating a birthday today as well. He is 63 years old today. Got his start, of course, on NYPD Blue. Made him a big star. One year later, he walked. Oh, my God. His head got... It made him a big star, and he got a big head. He dunkelman. That's <laughs> what dunkle-man. he did. He dunkelman <laughs> everybody over at NYPD Blue. Became, he said, I'm going to go be a movie star. No. That did not happen. Movies did not want him. And then another 15 years later, he got another shot at a TV show, and now he's on CSI Miami. Is that still a thing? Is I don't that think that's still a thing, is it? I, t- I don't know. No. That doesn't, that doesn't, don't bo- no, don't doesn't bother matter. writing us. That, does, that one doesn't matter. It does not matter. Although we all remember him as Horatio Kane, right? Pulling them sunglasses off. Pulling those sunglasses. Or putting them on. <laughs> Say, oh, well, looks like this lifeguard needed someone to guard his life. I don't know if that was a real one or not. I just made that uh, one The up, editors but. must have had so much fun doing that every friggin' week. Yeah. I uh, had a friend who worked on that show. Said it was the worst experience of his oh, life. Oh, really? Yeah. Because David Caruso would try to direct him oh, God. in between takes. He would direct other actors? Oh, yeah. The director came up and directed and then would walk away. And then David Caruso would pull my friend's side and go, here's what you need to do. Oh, here's, and man. start giving him line readings and stuff. Yeah. It was, oh, it was brutal. No. I never heard a good thing said about that guy. I've never heard way. a good positive thing said And about I've that. got a bunch of friends. Of course, I was on M- NYPD Blue off and on for a little bit. And uh, I knew all those people. And not they one person had any good, any <laughs> oh, good thing to say about God, that How do you guy. continue to work? But everyone hates you. That's an excellent that question. That blows my mind. That's an excellent question. You spend so many hours working with people in this business, and for people not to like you. However, the story I up. heard was that Caruso failed as a movie actor and then got very humble. Yeah. And then went in and met on CSI, and he said, I'm a changed man, and I'm very different now, and I've learned my lesson. And then he was. And then as soon as the show took off and became a hit, he became the same asshole Jesus. again. So there you go. Nicholas Cage is 55 years old today. More of a treasure protector. <laughs> uh, bassist Kathy Valentine of the legendary girls group The Go-Go's celebrates her 60th birthday today. Good as that music, so good, still man. holds up. Uh, speaking of people, no one likes Dustin Diamond of Saved by the Bell <laughs> celebrates his birthday today. He is forty-two. Screech, as he was known, or was it Sweech? I can't was, remember. It was, it's Screech. Was it? Was I, it I, I conceded. 
Rex Lee from Entourage is 50 years old today. He played Ari Gold's assistant on that show. Uh, Lloyd! Here's Lloyd, the assistant. Never watched an episode of that. You've thing. never watched Entourage? No. Not even like the first season mm-hmm. when it was a thing? Never got in. Never, never. Everybody watched Entourage. I know they did. I never watched it. You never. And then every episode, Ari Gold, played by Jeremy Piven, would get upset at his assistant <laughs> and he would scream. Lloyd! It was very funny because he would <laughs> yell his name, Eddie. Continually. Continually, the series. yes. Every episode, you would be able to hear Lloyd. He's kind of like Eddie. Yeah, it's just like just yelling at a familiar. guy. Yes, very familiar dynamic here. Brent, nope. Brett Dalton from Marvel's Agents of Shield celebrates his birthday today. He is 36 years old. Played Grant Ward on that show. Oh, he was a bad dude. First, he was a good dude. Then he was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. And then he got kind of kind of good again at the end. And then he got really bad. <laughs> You didn't watch Marvel's Agent of I Shield? Watched, I, didn't, I, didn't watch, I don't watch My TV. God, I just don't watch Eddie. TV. I never watch television. Got to pick up a I pick watch, up an Xfinity I, One I, voice remote and find some shows. <laughs> Except for Dick. Don't look for Dick. Don't look for Dick anywhere. And lastly, singer Kenny Loggins celebrates his 71st birthday today. Now I got to cut loose, put loose. You cannot shake your ass when that song comes on. That's today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show biz beat. Uh, Now it's time to talk to our pal Banks Lee. Banks works for Attractions Magazine. His job, speaking of jobs you like doing. he's got an awesome job. His job is just to travel around the world and go to amusement parks and then write about them. That's what he does. That's his life. Wow, what did he do in a past life to get this Uh, life? He must have been a very good boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because they rewarded him. Anyway, he's got a bunch of updates about what's going on in the world of theme parks. I had a chance to sit down and talk with him. Here is Mr. Banks Lee. And now, for the first time in the new year, we get to hear all about the news in theme parks around the world with our expert from Attractions Magazine, Mr. Banks Lee. How are you, sir? I am great, Ralph. Happy New Year. And to you, glad we got a chance to talk today because I know these uh, theme parks are constantly growing. There's always news on what's happening. I've seen some aerial shots of the new Star Wars uh, area there in Disney. And it looks like the Millennium Falcon is done, and that's kind of exciting. It, it's, it's insane to, to when you see these aerial shots to see a completed, full-scale Millennium Falcon just sitting right there ready for you to walk up and explore. It, I just cannot wait for that. What's going on with that land? Do we know yet? Yeah, well, so it's opening this year. That's the big – the great news is we're, we're in the year of its opening. Disneyland will get it first out in California with a projected summer opening. We're hearing Bob Iger actually might have let it slip that it might be in June. So start preparing sometime in June to go to a galaxy far, far away. However, here while Disney World in, in Orlando, Florida, we have to wait a little longer. We're going to get it around late fall. So the construction is at full blast. A lot of the attractions from some sneak peeks they've released – look to be completed on the inside. We've seen already some actual footage of the Millennium Falcon attraction and guests in there piloting the Falcon. We've seen the Rise of the Resistance, Trackless Ride. So they are, they're in the, uh, the home stretch here. I know it's good news for Disney, but I can't imagine what the crowds are going to be like oh. when that finally opens. I, I do not even want to be anywhere near the <laughs> park. In fact, I don't think anyone's going to be able to get near the park because the, the, the crowds, especially Disneyland, is such a small park itself. I can't imagine what the line is going to be like just to get into the park. I may not see this attraction till like 2021. I, think. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good feeling. Yeah. Well, it's all about the franchises now for all these parks. Uh, Lego now, of course, has mm-hmm. Lego Land. They're expanding into their movie world, too, right? Yeah, so the Lego Movie 2, the second part, comes out actually just next month now. And here in Legoland, Florida, they are getting ready to open up this spring the Lego Movie World. So all the characters you know and love from the first two Lego movies are together. There's three new rides, Masters of Flight, Unikitty's Disco Drop, and Battle of Bricksburg. I love those movies so much. They're so funny. The Great family films, too. Stuff for both adults and kids to enjoy. And it seems like these lands are going to be just the same. And, of course, Legos had a great relationship with uh, comic book characters as well, with the massive success of Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of DC, 
You know, Six Flags famously has been their theme park partner for some time now. Are they working on new stuff with DC as well? Yeah, so every year Six Flags likes to tout that they have a new attraction opening at every single one of their theme parks around the country. And a few of the theme parks actually will have some DC-related rides opening this year. The biggest one is probably going to be a new Cyborg Dark Ride. This is going to go to Six Flags New England over in Massachusetts. uh, Cyborg invites guests to Star Labs to see new technological device, but suddenly a cybernetic system called the Grid hacks into the mainframe takes control of the lab, and sends you on an adventure. So this is going to be a big DC ride uh, for, for that Six Flags park. And then, you know, the, the little carnival-type rides, like at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, they'll get a Joker wild card. It's going to be the tallest and fastest spinning pendulum lo- pendulum ride in the world. So there, there's all the parks around the country, Six Flags specifically, there's at least one or two DC play- things to do there. You know, that all sounds great, but I'm still so jealous of that Abu Dhabi thing with the <laughs> Gotham City and the right? Metropolis and all that stuff. Right. I wish we could get something of that caliber DC-wise here. I mean, Six Flags does have – a few of the parks have a, um, a Justice League attraction, which is pretty on par with some of the great dark rides that Disney Universal does. So if you get a chance to check out one of those rides, that's that's definitely worth worth it. For the kids, I know you mentioned to me before we started chatting that uh, Sesame Street had some news. What's going on with them? Yeah, so Sesame Street and SeaWorld have had a long-standing relationship for many years now. And SeaWorld Orlando is getting ready to open up this spring their first ever Sesame Street land. This will be the very first time that anyone will be able to actually walk right down Sesame Street. They're building the street to scale in the park. You're going to walk through Abby Cadabby's garden. You'll get to go by Big Bird's Nest, visit Mr. Hooper's store, and then sit on that famous one, two, three stoop. Is there still Sesame Place there in Pennsylvania? I know outside Philadelphia, where I grew up, there used to be Sesame Place. Yeah, Sesame Place is still there, still going strong. So, uh, Sesame Place is actually owned by the uh, SeaWorld Entertainment uh, and Parks. And I know that they've announced that they want to build a second Sesame Place someplace in the country. We don't know where yet, but they, uh, that is in the plans. How about what's going on with that Harry Potter coaster I've heard about? They are in full construction of a new uh Harry Potter roller coaster at Islands of Adventure here in Orlando, Florida. And we don't really know much details. Universal kind of likes to keep things on the secretive side until a couple months before they actually open it up. But it will open up this summer. It's going to be a whole new story based on the Potter films. It looks like rumors suggest it's going to be a motorbike ride. So if you remember from the sec- seventh film when they ride those motorbikes with Hagrid, those are going to be the roller coaster vehicles. You're going to go through the Forbidden Forest and see dangers left and right it looks like it's going to be a high-tech immersive attraction for universal i do want to talk about this rumor i heard we are of course in the throes of the nfl playoffs right now yes is is it true i've heard there's some connection with the nfl and theme parks now yes so kennywood park this year is going to be opening up a uh, a whole land and a roller coaster for the first time based on an NFL property. Now, this is out there around your neck of the woods in Pennsylvania. So there are two great teams to choose from. They chose the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to have a whole land based on uh, called Steelers Country. There's going to be a steel curtain roller coaster, which uh, they've released what the ride vehicles look like. And it's like you're sitting in the jersey with the headrest as a football. There's going to be merchandise, skill games, food locations, themed tailgating experience. Like, it's going to be a huge NFL playground, but the Steelers is the theme. Yeah, that's great. They can have wide receivers arguing with the coaches, and they get running backs (laughs) holding out and not showing up to the park. That'll be fun. (laughs) All right, Banks. Thanks so much, as always, for catching us up in the world of theme parks. Before you say goodbye, I, I saw that you were doing this great charity event, and I wanted to mention it to the Garmy before I let you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the race that you're running this weekend. So this weekend is the um, annual Walt Disney World um, f- uh, Marathon weekend. They have a 5K, a 10K, a half, and the full marathon. I have always done 5Ks in the past, but for the first time this year, I'm challenging myself to do both the 5K and the 10K, and I'm partnering with Give Kids the World Village, located here in Orlando, Florida, to run the races for them and raise money for that place. Now tell me a little bit about Give Kids the World Village. It's a uh, nonprofit resort here in Kissimmee, Florida, right outside of Orlando. Provides week-long, cost-free vacations to children with life-threatening illnesses and their families. So they br- they fly people down here. They get to stay the entire week on site at their village, 
cost free and then the park the parks have been partnering with give kids the world for years now they get free tickets to go to the theme parks characters will sometimes go to the village themselves to meet uh, in person it's a wonderful organization we've done a lot of great work with them in the, in the past and i'm excited to continue uh, helping raise money for them that sounds awesome how can the garmy help you raise money for this uh, worthy charity well, the website, if you want to go to, it's support.gktw.org slash go to slash Banksley. That's where you can go to make a donation. Uh, any amount you can donate would be very, very helpful. We're trying. I'm trying to raise at least $750. I know I'm about 10% of the way there, but the race is this Thursday and Friday. So I'd love to at least try to break that before before I get out there and run. Okay, that link is ridiculously long and hard yes. to remember. So what I'm going to do is I will uh, put out a separate post via Patreon to our uh, listeners, and then if they want to uh, help contribute, they can click on it. Easier than trying to write that down, what you just said. Exactly. I wish I had a shorter uh, website address, but that, that's how it is. No worries. Banks, a pleasure to catch up with you. Let's do it again soon. Anytime you hear some news about the theme parks, reach on out and we'll talk about it, okay? Definitely, Ralph. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. And I will pass along that information on that charity work that Banks is doing. So if you folks are kind enough to uh, throw a few bucks his way, I'm sure those kids with life-threatening illnesses would absolutely appreciate it. Tomorrow, it's a brand new show on a brand new day. It's a Tuesday. You know, tonight is the premiere of The Bachelor, Eddie. Yes. It's a three- our premiere long of The Bachelor. It's a long time. Why watch The Bachelor when you simply can tune in tomorrow exactly. and listen to the recap of my wife and I talking about Save what happened? Save yourself three hours. Exactly. We'll fill you in on everything you need to know. All that plus all the entertainment news. Steve Ashton will be stopping by nice. with the first UK update of the week. It's going to be a great show. Oh, I have an announcement. Oh, wait. Can I make an oh, announcement? Before we say goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, can I make an announcement? Here's um, breaking news with breaking Eddie Pence. News. Uh, this Saturday, January 12th at the Ice House. I'll be performing stand-up comedy along with uh, John Cooperman, the uh, or uh, Brick yeah, that dude. <laughs> Make him do Brick I'm going to. That's how he's going to bring me up on stage. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, January 12th at the Ice House, 9:30 uh, p.m. So uh, tickets are probably available online. I'll tweet out links and stuff. So. All right. Do you know the the, the website offhand? Uh, Ice House Comedy. IceHouseComedy.com. Yeah. That's where you can go to get your tickets to see your vice host Eddie Pence performing live on stage. If he doesn't sell this out. I'm going to be a little disappointed in you, quite frankly, because the Garmy should show up to support Eddie Pence. And John Cooperman. And John Cooperman, of course. He's, he's added to the show. He comes out on stage. You go, brr, brr, brr. And those who don't know what's going on will look at you like you're insane. I get that look a lot. So there you go. Thank you, Eddie Pence, for that breaking news. Yeah, thank you. And now where was I? Oh, that's right. Sorry. Come on back tomorrow, won't you? Here's why. Because I love you. And I mean it.